Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. everyone and welcome back to the heat wave 32 teams in 32 days we are in the afc north i'm sorry afc south i just behind the curtain we it's been a lot of technical difficulties to bring this to you we worked hard to get here so i hope you enjoy it we are bringing you every single fantasy relevant player from every single team in the upcoming season today we have the jacksonville jaguars i am your host the fantasy plug tim petropolis editor-in-chief of brotofantasy.com and the fantasy football by broto app and i am joined by my brother Michael, the king of this fantasy thing, lead fantasy analyst for Brodo, and Matt Ward, the dynasty Don himself, and lead writer at Brodo. What's up, fellas? What's no good, cast, Tim? as you can see. And yeah, no if you couldn't tell no from cast. Tim's lack of transition. <laughs> no cast, so it's going to be a little transition-y uh, situation if you're watching on YouTube. By the way, YouTube.com slash Fantasy. But you could also be watching on the app. And speaking of the app, download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app today for free and get every tool you need to dominate fantasy football and become your own expert. Every stat you hear us use today, every single one, can be found on the app where there is fantasy player cards, fantasy player grades, usage charts, a start sit tool, a who to draft tool, player comparisons, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, stats, advanced stats, every single stat you need, any single any stat you could find in all these different places where you always go. I know for me, when I was doing my homework for this kind of stuff in the past, it used to be 700 tabs open. Now there's just one app open. It's all here. And some stuff that you can't find anywhere else. The exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. And right now, this app is free. It won't be forever. And the reason why it's free is because of our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Please sign up for Broto Fantasy to support the show. This is what keeps the, the, the machine pumping, and we want to thank our patrons for doing that. With the as for as little as three dollars a month, you can get an extra waiver wire show, access to Broto Leagues, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique fantasy leagues in the world, and access to the greatest community in the world not just the fantasy world, but the world in general the community on Discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Please consider contributing. They go a long way. Today, we are jumping into the Jaguars. They bring a completely different offensive outlook to the team. Oh, baby, this is where I go to the banners, and I click offensive outlook. Boom. Yeah, Cass. Yeah. Boom. Nailed that. Um, offensive outlook, Doug Peterson. Uh, last time he was a head coach, it was for the Eagles. Won a Super Bowl winner. He was a Super Bowl winner. Has always been lauded as an offensive quarterback guru. He was a quarterback in his time, and he's had that success. His offensive coordinator is Press Taylor. Uh, he's, he was a QB coach for three years with the Eagles under uh, Peterson. He was the offensive assistant with the Colts. His former OC was Frank Reich. Uh, he's only 34 years old, so obviously this is a highly regarded person uh, in this organization with the people that he's worked for because they keep promoting him from the inside, and now he gets his chance at offensive coordinator Um with the Jaguars last season, throw it all in the trash. It does not matter. Urban Meyer was an absolute disaster. I got to say it. I was rooting for Urban Meyer first because I was like, everyone's rooting against this guy. I kind of feel bad for him. And then within fucking 13 minutes, I, I changed that stance after he started. Yeah, speaking. Um. Anyway, throw it all in the trash. Their big ads this year. 
they went out and they made a splash, spending a lot of money on some arguably uh, not worth it talent. Uh, right guard Brandon Scherf, uh, tight end Evan Ingram, wide receiver Christian Kirk, and wide receiver Zay Jones join a revamped receiving core. The losses, DJ Chark and Carlos Hyde. Uh, and the rookies, uh, the, the draft was basically uh, very, very much defensive-centered, but they took a center and a running back in the third and the fifth round. This was a defensive-focused draft, so no one we're going to be talking about for fantasy. So let's get into the first position, the only position that matters, I, I think, on, on, on the Jaguars, and that is quarterback. Right now, Trevor Lawrence, it was one of those rare quarterbacks that, that was in dynasty number one pick territory because um, his future was that bright. And after his first you know, year, it's not, doesn't look so great. And then, you know, the, the Jaguars are like, we're going to put some weapons around this guy. We're going to do it. And then they go out and they overspend on guys like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, guys who don't really move the needle in my opinion. So really it's going to have to be an Andrew Luck situation. And I'm, I'm kind of in Andrew Luck mode because I've been listening to this great podcast by, uh, by uh, the athletic about Andrew Luck. It's a six part podcast. It's called Luck. I, I, I'm not getting paid, but I, 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 watch it uh it's very good he's gonna yeah listen to it he's gonna have to elevate the talent of these guys on the roster so the question is can he do it uh let's start what do you think qb um i mean yeah i do i do think he can do it based off of the collegiate success that we saw and and that i think we were kind of treated to um a rookie quarterback breakout from justin herbert that is really you know, uh, muddied the waters of what we're supposed to expect from rookie QBs. Rookie QBs just don't do well. They historically don't do well. Um, yeah, he led the league in interceptions, uh, only completed 59.6% of his passes. But he also, or his wide receiver room, also led the league in drop passes with 43. So it's not like he'd had much help anywhere. And we know how much of a disaster Urban Meyer was. Um, and I mean... Like Tim said, it might not have been the best allocation of funds, especially considering some of the talent that was available in free agency. But it is certainly an improvement from the offense that they had last year. And they will they will get their number one, their other number one draft pick from last season back in the offense this year as well. So, yeah, I mean, in reality, it's if it's not this year, then it never will be. And I think he's got enough supporting cast around him, the right coaching system. I think Brandon Scherf was actually a great signing. So an improved offensive line as well. Um, I don't know if you're going to see Trevor Lawrence put up QB one numbers in his second season, as far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, but I do think that there's going to be a sophomore increase in production. I think there's no doubt about it. Like, I mean, the the guy was a, was a generational type talent. So like, he doesn't just you don't just disappear. These guys don't just disappear off the map. Um, but what can he support? Let's go to the wide receiver since we're kind of in the flow uh, of the wide receiver discussion right now. And because uh, you know you're struggling with the transitions here again, it's okay, Tim. We got I, your back. I, I think I'm killing the transitions right no, now. No, the I got, uh, this, I got this triple box going right now. Cook. Yeah, we don't <laughs> use the triple box, Tim. We don't. Who use doesn't the use the triple box? Cast. I'm in charge, baby. New triple box. Boom. Zoomed in triple like box. What's good? I miss um, Cast. We're gonna go to the zoomed in triple box, and we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about Christian Kirk, wide receiver, forty five. Marvin Jones, wide receiver 70. Zay Jones, wide receiver 103. But Trevor Lawrence is quarterback 18, right? So here's what I'm asking, because Trevor Lawrence is not known for his his his, his wheels. He can run. So this one's, a, this one's about wide receiver, but it's also about Trevor Lawrence. It's 
Is this the reverse Eli Manning rule? Is this like, how do you expect a the quarterback to put up this type of numbers when you don't expect anything out of his wide receivers? I mean, Christian Kirk is, is going as wide receiver 45 as the first, and he's the, the supposed to be the ace, the guy that got paid $70 million. So how are we feeling about this wide receiver core? Yeah. Okay, Tim. Uh, you could big box me now while I talk about Christian. Kirk. Nah, you get. You're not getting big boxed. That's it. This is your punishment. Uh, Fantasy Pros uh, ADP for PPR leagues says Christian Kirk is wide receiver 41. Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> Look, Christian Kirk. <laughs> Let's watch Matt as you talk. Christian Kirk destroyed the wide receiver market this season, um, signing a four year, seventy two million dollar contract that could actually increase up to eighty four million. Uh, with incentives and 37 million guaranteed, which was just insane for a guy who hasn't been much of an impact player uh, throughout his young career. He just had his best season um, in his fourth year, but it was the first time finishing as a top 30 wide receiver. Um, and that was overall, he was wide receiver 35 in points per game. So it's not like this guy has been a tremendous asset um, as a wide receiver throughout his time. And this was with Kyler Murray at quarterback who, Kyler Murray was better than Trevor Lawrence was. And obviously that's, that's, I mean, clear Kyler Murray was like in his third, fourth year at this point, he was QB 13 in true throw value. Um, Trevor Lawrence last year was QB 43 in true throw value. That's a huge drop off in efficiency. And Christian Kirk was 35th in points per game with 103 targets. So the big change now obviously is that Christian Kirk is supposed to be the go-to guy. He's supposed to be the alpha for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team. Last year, LaVisca Chenault was supposed to be that guy. He ended as the wide receiver 58. And we all know LaVisca Chenault was a terrible pick. He was one of my biggest fades last year. Marvin Jones was the one who ended up being the wide receiver one for that team, ending 46th in points per game. Can Christian Kirk be better than LaVisca Chenault? I say yes. Can he be better than an aging Marvin Jones was last season? I think so, too. Um, so at an ADP of wide receiver 41 or 45, whichever, wherever you're looking somewhere in that early forties area, I'm okay taking the shot on Christian Kirk there, but I'm certainly not one of those guys who is super high on Christian Kirk or think you're going to get anything spectacular. If you're expecting anything more than a volatile wide receiver three flex situation, I think you're asking a little bit too All much. All right. I'm taking over. We get and the that's points. It. We get the point. Yeah. All right, Mr. Big Box. All right. We get the point, Mr. Big Box. All right. You got your big box. Mr. Big I, Box. And I, and I put you all by yourself. Are you happy? Are you happy? You got the, you got the spotlight. You no, I didn't like that. Yeah, you loved it. You didn't no, like I need it. Better, I need it. better lighting. You loved it. Um, Yeah, LaVisca Chenault. I got him in the last round of the Scott Fishbowl just in case. Just in case he just decides. I mean, to argue, like, good. Mike had a Mike actually kind of is a little bit onto something co comparing those two outputs as well because Chanot quietly had a hundred targets, so essentially the exact same target output as Christian Kirk had in Arizona, and was fifteen spots below Kirk in points per game. So I do think that he could perform a bit better than that, but it's. Again, it, it really does just rely on Trevor Lawrence. If you expect a big sophomore bump from that kid, then the weapons would probably outperform ADP. So speaking about weapons that could perform ADP, I want to ask you about the man that you love the most, maybe in the world. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> I don't He's know. Non-family non uh, person might be number one on the list. Uh, your boy, Travis Etienne. Tell us about Travis Etienne, man, and uh, why we should draft him. I mean, a lot um, of people are quick to forget. Oh wait, <laughs> this oh, is yeah. Michael. I know this is Michael's category, but I just I just wanted yeah, yeah, Matt to tell us about Travis Etienne, and then and then let Michael go. 
I mean, I just think a lot of people are quick to forget that ETN was arguably the RB1 of his class ahead of Najee Harris and Javante Williams. He's one of only six players in the next-gen scouting era to have a perfect 99.0 prospect grade as an elite prospect, essentially like a league-winning, game-changing prospect for multiple use. Um, His receiving profile in college is one of the best of all time. He's an absolute athletic monster, speed score in the 80th percentile. Um, and he's got a connection. He's got a connection with the QB one. I think his job is arguably the safest out of anybody's from the urban Meyer tenure. And, and not just because of the first round draft capital, but because they're locked into Trevor Lawrence for better or for worse. And that's the guy that he wants around. All right, Mike. So now that you've been peer pressured into loving, um, Travis Etienne by Travis Etienne's number one guy, how are you feeling about him this year? Yeah, Travis Etienne, I feel like, is the Antonio Gibson of the 2022 drafting year. Um, What I mean by that is, remember when Antonio Gibson was like a third, fourth round pick, and then by the time the season came around, he was being drafted at the turn in the first and second round because people were just projecting a CMC light type of season from Antonio Gibson. And that was a silly thing to do. And that's my issue with Travis Etienne. Right now on Fantasy Pros, they say his ADP is RB23. That's... That's just been skyrocketing. Um, It's definitely not RB23 anymore. He's going as the 26th overall pick in FFPC leagues and is consistently going in the third league in underdog drafts. And that's my issue with Travis Etienne, man. It is 100% a projection of what he can be. Everyone who is high on Travis Etienne is saying it's because this can happen. There's nothing to back it up besides I think he can do this because he's a good player. He's His entire rookie season was destroyed because of a devastating list Frank injury. He's in a bad offense with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they were outside the top 20 in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns last season, and I know it's a new offense with Doug Peterson in town, but let's not forget that Doug Peterson ended up getting fired from the Eagles because the offense just kept getting worse and worse throughout his tenure there after he won the, uh, won the Super Bowl with them. The, the last year he was there, I decided to have some fun with this. Uh, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, who was like 99% of their rushing attack that year, combined for 1,241 rushing yards and seven touchdowns and 409 receiving yards, 53 receptions and a touchdown for an average of 16.63 points per game PPR, which would have been RB10 in points per game, which I think is a very tall ask for Travis Etienne in his rookie year. I cut that by 20%. Because Travis Etienne isn't going to get 99% of the workload in Jacksonville. And that gives him 13.3 points per game, which gives him an RB23 points per game, which is exactly where Fantasy Pros has him listed in ADP right now. If you're getting him at RB23, absolutely. Take the shot on Travis Etienne. I have no issue with that. But that's not the case anymore. That's just not how it's going. If you want Travis Etienne, you got to take him either late second round or early third round. And that's just absolute bananas to me. What, There's no one, way I'm doing that. One thing I didn't hear you mention, though, is James Robinson. Like, James Robinson is – he's there, man. He's had some success. I know he hasn't been the most efficient runner, but they mentioned that they want to use him. Are, are you scared at all that James Robinson eats too much into Travis Etienne's workload? I think I think James Robinson's ADP of RB38 is an absolute joke, and people are, like, losing their minds. The dude just tore his Achilles. I would, he's probably going to start the season on the pup list. People are wasting their 10th or 11th round pick oh, on James Robinson. <laughs> yeah, You're going to end up Mike dropping him. There. I, might, I might disagree with some of the, the ETN shade, but that, that's true. <laughs> I mean, Robinson's going to miss the first 8 to 10 weeks of the season, arguably. And by that time, 
like, and this is certainly my opinion, but by that time, Travis Etienne is not going to relinquish the lead role. All right, let's get into these tight ends. Evan Ingram in the house. Can he finally put it all together? The, the man who had the best rookie season ever and then disappeared. Dan Arnold still in the mix. I will never quit you, Dan Arnold. I love you, sir. I will never quit you. <laughs> I love some Dan Arnold too. I how love many, some how many Dan, Dan Arnold, Arnold man. or Dan Dan articles. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a lot of Dan Arnold calls last season. He uh, <laughs> he was my he's my tight end in so many dynasty leagues and is now worthless, worthless. All right. Um. So how he's feeling about this tight end situation? Evan Ingram, he's another one tight end twenty two right now. I don't know how they expect Trevor Lawrence to produce if he's gonna produce the tight end twenty two. The wide receiver forty five and one oh three. Like I mean and the RB twenty what is it? Twenty eight? Twenty three? Twenty three? But that's skyrocketing. That's low. Anyway, tight yeah. ends. How are we feeling about Evan Ingram? I mean, I really like Evan Ingram, man, and you kind of just laid the groundwork for me. He had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time, and it's something that I've blown the horn on and, and hammered the table on is, is rookie tight end break, especially as a dynasty guy, rookie tight end breakouts are incredibly rare. They're incredibly rare. We talk about the next great tight end breakout being guys like Dallas Goddard, who is turning 28, and, and you know, because he's had limited opportunity and then showed such great flashes. Well, people are pretty quick to give up on Evan Ingram. And I mean, for good reason. After that rookie season, it's been nothing but decline and disappointment and missed games and injuries. Um, But he didn't just walk into that 1,000-yard, 80-catch, 10-touchdown season because he's not a good football player. He is a good football player. I think tight end 22 is, essentially, if you're punting the position, that's awesome upside. Um, I'm not into drafting backup tight ends on on my redraft rosters. Uh, but if that's something you like to do, like I'm sure he's a better bi-week replacement than you would pick up off waivers when that week came. I just don't have a very high outlook for Evan Ingram or Dan Arnold for that matter. Um, per se with the way that they kind of change their offense, even though it's not the highest level of talent. I, I think those targets are going to now be funneled and, the tight end seems like the odd man out. Trey Burton has although, some success in that offense. I mean, although I was Dan Arnold has some good good weeks, and Trevor Lawrence was targeting him frequently. He had uh, ten targets, nine targets, six targets, seven targets in that four week span where he was kind of heating up before the unfortunate injury that ended our Dan Arnold sleeper season. Um, All but right, I gotta, I, it's, it, Matt, I love you, bro. I know you can talk good. about Dan Arnold for the next five hours. I'm going to stop you here. Well, Tim, I wanna I wanna jump in real quick. <laughs> okay, go ahead, um, bro. A, a quick best ball segment. Um, I like Evan Ingram in best ball. I think if he is does have production, um, it's gonna be spike weeks. It's not gonna be consistent. Agreed. So I think he's a more of a best ball player. I also want to shout out Zay Jones, who was a wide receiver three or better, um, over the last six weeks last year with um Las Vegas, and then got a three year twenty four million dollar contract with Jacksonville, completely free. Um, I think he's a solid last round uh, best ball dart throw as well. And he gets up like a freaking magician. Yeah. Um, all right. Bold he prediction does. for this one, Michael, since you're in the big screen and you are the, you are all, you are the center of attention, just like you like it. You know what here? Bold prediction, Michael by himself. Let him know, Michael, what's your bold prediction? I'm going to say Travis Etienne out, ends outside the top 20. In uh, points per game for running backs. Ooh, this man. I know, I because I already know 
Well, I know Matt's yeah. not going to like the that. The next bowl prediction. Well, you already know what my bowl prediction is. Exactly. Travis Etienne's going to finish in the RB1 this season. Top 12. I'm going with T-Law. I, you know what? I'm going to go a little further for all the Dynasty listeners. I think Travis Etienne has the best argument to be the Dynasty RB2 at the end of 2022 that isn't named Bijan Robinson. Damn. Damn. Like, I, I think at, when the 2023 draft is on, people are going to be trading 1-2 for Travis Bro, Etienne. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Bijan Robinson, do people call him Honey for yo Honey Bijan? Oh, yo, I mean, I don't know why honey. they don't, especially with the Texas uniforms. Honey Bijan with the sweet moves, man. Come on with this. I mean, because of his I'm, name I'm was Bijan right now. Now Bijan sounds even better. Uh, I mean, and Tim is pretty good at nicknames. I'm going to give that one to him. I, I don't know why he's not Honey Bijan. Uh, he is now, and I'm going Fast. to. I'm going to. My bold prediction is that Trevor Lawrence does not meet ADP. I think that we're looking at a reverse Eli Manning here, and I think that his team's going to hold him down. With that it's, being said, it, bro, you've made fun of me for not being it, bold enough, and you said not <laughs> yeah, ADP. That's, that's what I mean. I, thank you, Mike. I was trying to get him in on that. Get Fine. How about this? Trevor Lawrence <laughs> will be a bottom 20 quarterback. He's, bottom, like, bolder. after that the hurts. top, like, 20, under 21. Like 21 is that not his ADP? <laughs> his, no, ADP is, like, his ADP is, like, uh, QB, like, 18, I think. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think there's yeah, suck that's, on that. Give Michael. me uh, give me Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, we met, wow. we're we're, we're going to come back with another one. Us three, the dynamic trio um, for the AFC South tomorrow. That's right. Not today. Not the next day. Not the day after that. Tomorrow. It is I the next day, us, man. That is the next day. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I meant like the next day after tomorrow. Totally. You know what? I can't even talk to you yeah, guys. You guys are just not... <laughs> Yo, I I fell in love with Emmy Rossum after that movie. Literally I fell in didn't. love with her. Like, How I could got, you like, not? I got like like butterflies in my stomach to <laughs> Emmy Rossum in that movie. Um, all right. Oh man. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. Our, our look look at me messing this up. Our things are completely covered. Yeah, there you go. At BrotoFF Tim. At BrotoFF Mike. And boom. At Psych Ward FF, you can find at, at Brodo Fantasy and at FF uh, FF by Brodo. Yep. See you tomorrow. Peace. Later.